Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding healthcare. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. And if you'd like to follow me uh, on Facebook, you can do that at Carrie Hall, C A R Y H A L L, or America's Healthcare Advocate. You also can get all these shows on TuneIn, SoundCloud, and iTunes. I am your host today. Uh, my producer today is Sean Floyd in studio, and guests with me in studio today are Susan Dendiger and Don Doherty from RPS Benefits by Design. You may recall Benefits by Design, my company. The two companies are now merged, and we're going to be talking a lot about health insurance today. I want to make a quick announcement here, though, that's kind of at least important to me, hopefully to some of you in the audience. We are now up to over 200 affiliates. We just finished uh, putting together a new deal with our syndicator, uh, America Talk, America's Talk Radio Network um, in Washington, D.C. We've had 104 new affiliates. We're pretty excited about that. I want to thank Mike Paradiso and all the people over there for all the new markets that we're going to be in, broadcasting on Saturdays and Sunday across the country. And as I always say, that's due to the listening audience, because without you, we wouldn't be on the air. So this show today, we're going to do a couple of things here today. We're going to talk about how you, as an employer, should be looking for health insurance and and what you should be looking for and what are the things you need to know to make a good decision, what kind of knowledge you need to have. We're also going to talk a little bit about this this agency, RPS Benefits by Design, their footprint, and the people that I have sitting here in the studio with me. So Sue Dendiger started out in this industry in 1979. You'd never know that by looking at her, but nonetheless, she did. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Okay. And Dan Doherty started out in 1980, and I can't say the same thing about Don. Don. <laughs> Susan, never mind. I think you get the point, all right? So, in other words, what I'm trying to say here is they've got a lot of experience in this industry, and, and we're going to talk about a, a number of those different, how that fits into product and how that fits into strategies that are not the off-the-shelf stuff that you see from so many brokers that every year, you know, it's, well, how can we make the bad news a little less, but it's still bad news, and here's the spreadsheet, and pick, pick the least of all evils. There, there, there is a better approach to this, and it's something I did for years, and, and these folks are doing, and they've amplified. So I want to start out by just asking Sue to talk a little bit about some of the areas that she works in, because even though she's headquartered here in Kansas City, Sue, talk about some of the places you work. Sure. Geographic areas? Yeah. Great. Well, I would say north, south, east, and west. So you uh, say that you're coast to coast and we are as well. I have clients uh, in the Midwest, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa. I have clients on the west coast in California, on the east coast in North Carolina, Texas, Oklahoma, 
What am I leaving out? I think I think you covered it pretty well. Okay. Yeah. And some of those folks I know. So, Don, talk a little bit about where you're, you're headquartered in Fort Scott, Kansas, but you actually work up here in Novel Park as well. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about um, the, the areas that you geographically that you service clients in. Well, uh, primarily south, primarily southeast Kansas, and uh, from there, it's kind of the middle of the USA. So we we go wherever we've we've worked in about twenty different states. Certainly, a lot of you know, including. Of course, we, we work in Kansas City and Wichita, but we have clients in Oklahoma City and, and Fort Worth, Texas, South Dakota, probably 20 different states all together, and uh, we, we go where we need to go. Okay, so the point in telling you that, so you all understand this, is, you know, I did this for years for service clients in southern Illinois. Uh, Sue currently services those clients. Um, Oklahoma, as she said, North Carolina, Texas, et cetera. I'm, what I'm trying to show you here is that, is that these people have a national reach, and they have resources that are national resources. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of that, about some of those resources that they have and how they may be different than what you're hearing in your particular market. So, Sue, why don't you kind of start us off with a little bit. Let's talk about some of the things that, that um, uh, some of the uh, programs and, and platforms that you use, like Pareto and Berkeley, sure. and, and Don uses them as well, and, and how those are so much different than just what we see coming out of the carriers. And again, you know, size 44 overcoat doesn't fit everybody, but they, people have different needs. Employers have different needs. They sure do. And uh, one of the things I think we do the best is that we really keep abreast of new ideas and new developments in the employee benefits world. So uh, things like alternate funding, like captives. We have uh, access to some semi-exclusive captives, such as Pareto, which you mentioned. We also work with Berkeley and other, other employee benefit captives. There are some chamber plans that we work with, some of which are also semi-exclusive. We always keep our eye on what's coming down the road, like reference-based pricing. Direct pay is a new idea that I'm hearing about these days with the medical plans. Um, ideas like that that really help employers look at alternate ways to provide the health care coverage that they've told their employees they're going to provide to them. So how do you pay for it? Lots of different ways to pay for it and try to keep the cost down. Don, talk a little bit about some of your experience. I know you just put a group in Pareto, the Pareto Contrarian Read Captive, which is now the largest captive in the country. I don't know, the last time I was involved, and that's been a couple of years now, they were up to I don't think it was like 50,000 lives and 400 employers. Is it? I have no idea where it is now. Well, I'll tell you, we went and visited them in Philadelphia. Right. Uh, That's where they're headquartered, unfortunately, for them. I didn't mean that. I'm just kidding, people. (laughs) I don't want calls from Philadelphia. We've been watching captives for a long time and observing them. We we knew they were strong in the property casualty side, watching them on the employee benefit side. And uh, when we we visited them in the summer, they had over uh, 800 groups and over 100,000 members at that time in their captives. They've been growing since then. Some of the neat things about them, just real quick, is – Generally, if it's a group, it has to have at least 50 employees, but they cap the rate increase that they'll ever give you in any one year. And they pool and, and put uh, their uh, abilities together to get you, to drive down cost of pharmacy, which can, you know, with immunotherapy drugs can be 15000 a month. How do you get that lower? Well, you have to get creative and use the law, law of large numbers and get some, uh, you know, nice deals with your reinsurance. Yeah, and, you know, Sue, you mentioned one. that I, It's funny because I had actually written it down before you said it, uh, reference-based pricing. Now you can't do reference-based pricing when you buy an off-the-shelf plan from United Healthcare no. or from uh, Aetna or from Humana, whatever the case may be. So talk a little bit about that, and and that's actually a piece that you can use in the Pareto model. 
what 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 is that and how does it work before we go to break here reference price best based pricing is a way of looking at the medical claims where instead of going through a negotiated rate with a network of providers we will go straight to the providers and say you've just completed this knee surgery we think that a fair and reasonable reimbursement is x dollars and it generally is referenced to medicare so it might be a percentage 150% of medicare or reference to some other standard of cost. And uh, in many cases, the facility will accept that. Sometimes there's some pushback. But what it does is really attack the claim dollars, and that's the best way to try to cut, say, to try to cut costs these days, to get right to the claim dollars. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You use that number. It may shock some even to hear, well, they're going to pay 150% of Medicare. Well, what if I told you some of the carriers are paying 280% of Medicare? Okay, or 300% of Medicare, or 210% of Medicare, because that's the reality, okay? And so the reason I bring that up, and I think it's interesting, Don, is that these kinds of platforms, like Pareto, the self-funded programs, there are other self-funded programs we'll talk about a little more later in the broadcast, offer flexibility to employers that they don't have under the fully insured plans. That's that's right. And as you said about reference-based pricing, the key there is education to the employee on a regular basis, you know, repetition is the mother of learning, then you need to have education with the employer. And you're right, we've seen even claims as high as 600% above Medicare. So there's a lot of dollars <laughs> that need to be negotiated. <laughs> and we just want it to be a win for everybody. Yeah, and that whole idea there is to make it a win for everybody, isn't it, Sue? It is. And the other thing that's very important in those kinds of plans is advocacy. So we need to be able to advocate for the employer and also for the employees. Because with the reference-based pricing, uh, it's, it's pretty aggressive. And so there are opportunities that the employee might be uh, stuck with some higher claims or, or providers might try to do that anyway. So we have great advocacy services where we'll really just get in there and be on the front lines for the employee and the employer. Yeah, and that's critical. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, uh, you know, the name of the show is America's Healthcare Advocate. That came from the fact that you know, what I did when I had the agency was be an advocate for people. And I want, I'm going to ask Sue and I'm going to ask Don to talk a little bit about that. Um, and, you know, it's important to understand there's something you can do besides call the carriers 1-800-I-don't-give-a-damn number, okay, <laughs> where you sit on hold for, you know, 10 minutes with 15 voice prompts. So when I come back from the break, we'll chat a little bit about that. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. I'll be right back with more after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Here on the HIE Radio Network, you can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. By the way, all the shows are up on the podcast, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud. They're all there. They're also posted on the website. So if you're hearing this and you want to tell somebody, hey, you know, I heard this show, they do this and they do this and they do this, tell them to go to the website. They can listen to it for themselves. Um, if you want to chat with the folks at uh, RPS Benefits by Design, the number is 
877-385-2224. If you call over the weekend, when is typically these shows air Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, leave a message. They will get back to you. Trust me, they're very good about that. Or you can go to the website, RPS Benefits by Design, Inc., .com. They've got a great website. You can go up there, um, send them an email, and they'll be happy to get back with you and just give you some general information. You might find it very helpful. Okay, so, you know, to me, I made that joke going out about the 1-800-I-don't-give-a-damn <laughs> number. I actually have a commercial where I say that, okay? Um, because I can't tell you how many times people would tell me over the years, after doing this for 22 years, you know, you're the first person that's ever, uh, when we call, You've been there to take the call or or have their back, as they used to say, whatever the case may be. You guys have got to, and I know, Sue, from working directly with you, and Don, I know from uh, uh, being around you as well over at, at RPS, this is a really big deal. You know, this this whole space scares the daylights out of people. A lot of the companies we deal with that are smaller employers, you know, not the ones that have three or 400 employees, deal with those, but there's a lot of 50 life, 20 life, 10 life groups. They don't have an HR director. So the fact that you're there and you used the term in the last segment, Sue, as their advocate, talk a little bit about how RPS BBDI is set up to do that and how that works. Sure. I think uh, one of the things we do really well is that we are good listeners. So that's kind of hard sometimes for people like Don and me. We have to zip it because we like to talk a lot. But it's a good practice to listen to what your uh, client or prospective client wants. And then what we do is put together a really customized solution. So exactly what you've just told me you need, we're going to give you some good, creative, innovative solutions for that. And because we have such a good personal interaction and we get to know you so well, then we consider you partners, consider you family, and we want to help you out at every turn. So your employees can call me directly. They can call. We have a great staff of account managers whose job it is to help with anything that comes up, but they can also call Don, they can call me, they can call anybody on our staff. We are all very service-driven and want to be sure that the employees get the, the help that they need. At the end of the day, it all comes down to if I, if, if I or a loved one needs to go and get some medical care or has a disability need or has cancer or something like that, do they have the protection in place that they need? And then can we be advocates to help that program work the best it can for you? Yeah. And Don, you know, this stuff is uh, is intimidating to people that don't understand it. OK. And even if you've worked on it as an HR director, whatever, you know, when when you've got I'll, I'll use an example, a recent example that that, that I got involved in. Um, and it, it's, it's a client, it's an RPS PBDI client. She was trying to get discharged from the hospital. She'd had treatment for non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, needed a specific bone marrow medication to be able to go home, couldn't get it. I picked up the phone and called Jenny Housley over at Blue Cross. An hour later, the medication was on the chart and she was able to get discharged. It's being able to do that, Don. Yeah. As, and so talk a little bit about that. Where you know, Again, you've got people all over the country, but they've got a place they can come to get help. Well, I think uh, a lot of it can be, can be solved with the right plan. If you take time to do the planning, most groups would rather have a three to five year plan instead of spreadsheeting every year. And then in that plan, you have the right team so that in certain needs that they have, whether it's with their health insurance, voluntary, whatever, compliance, we're able to delegate to some experts um, and, and get, the, get the help they need. You know, when I started out in, the, in 1980, my rule of thumb was I'm going to try to write business like I was writing my own mother. And she had 11 kids and I was one of them. And if I never, <laughs> she'd have found me. So that was kind of intimidating, kind of like the golden rule. But it, in reality, we, these are real people that need real help. 
and they care, and they're, they're sometimes they're in a lot of stress, and we want to help them. And I think putting the team together, trying to have a three- to five-year plan that works, and then some good analytics to study what you're doing and analyze. And as, as, as one of my favorite companies says, you make plans based on what you know today, and then you review regularly. And as a matter of fact, some of these large companies that we work with, when I talk to them in HR, their HR people are attorneys, but not everyone could afford an attorney to be HR. Well, it's, it's pretty complex. Yeah, if, you know, if you've got a company, you know, like, let's say Wickham Glass down in, uh, uh, he's got an HR person, but David relies heavily on you, and, and, and so does his HR lady. But, but a lot of the smaller companies, um, they don't have the, the, the HR director, typically in a mom and pop company, is the wife. If it's a husband and wife owning the business, okay, and I can think of, you know, like... Or a family could, member. Or a fam- somebody in the family that's doing it, that's typically how that works, okay? And they don't have that level of expertise. You know, they're, they're trying to get, you know, they're, they're, they're swimming upstream on this stuff. And if they know, they can come to you and go, my employee's got this problem and they can't get anybody to help them. And they've called three times and you know what it's like. I, it's, I do. Yeah. So the advocacy is very important. And also there is just no substitute for the years of experience so we joke about how long Don and I have been in the business and started when we were children. But there is no substitute for the years of experience. And with apologies to whatever the insurance company is, we know a few things because we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot yeah. of things. And so uh, we know how to handle some of those situations. And, and we have a deep bench and, and we have lots of experience and we really have a heart for doing this type of business. And this you type have of to partnership. have because it'll drive you nuts if you don't. There's no. <laughs> our carry our one of our uh, one of our values. We have some. We we focus on what we call the five C's. But the the big value statement we have here is that we believe in protecting health and happiness for everyone, and that says it all to me. That's what we have in front of us. We are trying to protect the health and happiness of everybody we run into. Well, and you know, I think the other thing is for people to understand, and and I liked what Don said a minute ago. Quit looking at this every year of. Uh, let's just do one year, the next year, the next year. If you do what you said, Don, which is go and say, look, let's look at what this is going to look like in three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, one of the big selling points of Pareto was when they always go up there at the orientation meeting and they put up there, you know, the increases every year. Then they ask the audience of manufacturers and, mm-hmm. you know, all the different service providers, all different people that are out there, you know, at, at these uh, semi-annual meetings. Would you accept an increase like that every year from one of your suppliers if he was supplying this or that? And the answer inevitably is absolutely not. Well, then why do you sit there and accept it on health insurance? Because you don't have to, Sue. Right. You know, there are alternatives to this, and it's not just for the large group sizes. You know, we come back to the break, we'll talk a little bit about that. You know, how smaller groups can do things that allow them to control cost and, and, and have a better uh, way to move forward on the on the health insurance and deal with the challenges that they have every day. Absolutely. So if you want help, pick up the phone and call them. Look, they'll ju- they'll be happy just to chat with you uh, and and show you what's available and what are you doing. How are you happy with it? Is it working? If it isn't, pick up the phone eight seven seven three eight five twenty two twenty four eight seven seven three eight five twenty two twenty four. One of the staff there will be happy to get back to you. Uh, I think the first voice prompt you get is for uh, group health insurance, employer benefits, you know, push the prompt and uh, leave a message and they'll get back to you Monday morning or go to the website. Look what's on their website. They've got a great website, rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com, rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com. When we come back, we'll talk about some other alternatives. We'll focus a little more on folks on the small group side below 50. Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. 
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. My producer, Mr. Sean Floyd. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this conversation with Sue Dendiger and Don Doherty, two extremely experienced consultants in the healthcare business uh, and health insurance business. The idea here, obviously, is to get information to you. And if you want help or need help, or maybe you just want to, ex- you know, maybe there's a better way for me to do this. Maybe we ought to take a look at that. You know, I, I see my broker. I, I used to hear this. I see my broker once a year, renewal time. I hear from him maybe twice a year. Well, that's a little different than the way this model works. Okay. So if you want a partner, you heard her say it, because that's what they try to do is become a partner with you. 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. That phone number even works in Guam. I know that because we actually got a call from there once. For, yeah, yeah. There was a, it was a religious group that wanted to buy health insurance. Wonderful. I never. It was called Jesus is Lord. I still remember it. <laughs> yeah, there were a missionary group in Guam. So there you go. We can do that. Yeah, you can. The website, <laughs> the website, rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com, rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com. So I always say this, and I say, you know, I, I even do commercials that talk about this. Every broker wants to go chase those 100, 200, 300 life groups. Inevitable, right? What about all those people out there that have got five lives, 10 lives, 15 lives, 20 lives, 30 lives? They're so busy trying to run their business, they don't have time for this stuff. They're, they're, they're you know, they're on a treadmill. They're, they're chasing the next deal, get, making the next product. You know, I remember going down to a machine shop in Wichita one time. And the man and his wife ran that machine shop and, and the, you know, all that they had to do. We've got a, a there's a steel uh, fabricator um, here in Independence, Missouri. It's been a client of ours forever. It's him and his wife, okay, that run that company. And she handled, even though he, he's in every meeting with time to talk about the cost of the thing, but she's the one that handles the day to day. So they don't have that. So talk a little bit about platforms that are available to them, like level premium, Okay, some of those things. And, and, and the tools that we give them, the HR tools and those things that RPS Benefits uh, Design gives them so that they can do these things and do them effectively and efficiently like the big guys do. Sue? That's exactly right. So our, we have uh, lots, of, lots of resources, and that can help, just as you said, Carrie, that can help some of the smaller companies really play in the same game as the larger companies. Level funding with a medical plan is one of the best examples of that. What level funding does is really bring the advantages of self-funding down to a group that typically in the last few years we wouldn't have thought maybe a 15 or even a 10 employee group would be able to do that, but they can now. So we can bring some of those advantages down to the smaller group, but we put lots of safety nets around it so they know exactly what their maximum cost is. They don't have to worry about... uh, Claims that are going to go up and down, but they still get the savings. They get the underwriting that's more favorable and lets them really benefit from good claim years. Yeah. And also, Don, it allows them, if they run underneath the projected claims number, they get money back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would say, you know, one thing these small groups like when you can get them into a three to five year plan, they're so busy, they love a three to five year plan because they don't have time to shop. And there are many times you have to forecast for them what their problems are going to be because they're too busy taking care of whatever they do. So when we use our compliance audit and we give a checklist going through, we just kind of safety check to make sure what they're doing is right. And by the way, the three to five year 
concept, that model being used for several years now by the companies that do it, it's a 98% retention. Isn't that amazing? 70% referrals come out of that for new groups. Which tells you what? It tells you that it works. It works. Yeah, because if if people are that happy with it, it tells you that that it works. Like there's a time to add telemedicine. There's a time to add reference-based pricing. There's a time not to. You look at the whole thing and you forecast it and then you revisit those as you go along. So, so talk a little bit more about the level premium concept because I what I used to tell people was and I was one of the biggest thrills I ever had was at the end of the year if they got a check back mm-hmm. and you could call them and go well we got your renewal and it was like three percent but I, by the way I have a check for and you know it's fifteen life group I got a check for fourteen thousand dollars that they're going to be sending you because you you came in and me so I, I mean I, they would literally just be what. What did you say? Do you remember when we first put this together, what we told you was going to happen if you did this, this, and this? Talk a little bit about that because it. I always say it lets them buy health insurance like Whole Food, Costco, and Home Depot. Exactly. It, it, and it does. So talk, yeah. It does. So when it works right, yeah. a level-funded plan gets you generally gets you lower prices, lower rates to begin with, and then you get better <laughs> renewals, and then you have the opportunity to get a little more money back at the end of the year. So that's just great news to to companies especially who are really watching their budgets and have to be very conscious about the money they're spending but they still want to do the right thing for their employees so what a level funded plan does again is it brings brings some of those advantages down to uh, a smaller company and one of the things is that it's based on health statements so ACA plans these days have a lot of advantages which are guaranteed acceptance doesn't matter what your health is but one of the advantages, one of the big advantages of a level-funded plan is that they will take into account the health of your group. So if you care about keeping your folks healthy, if you do have a relatively healthy group, you can, you can benefit from that. You can get lower rates to begin with, and you get lower rates in the long term. Well, and you know, Don, you mentioned telemedicine. So now we've got a group out here that's in a, in a rural community, okay, mm-hmm. and they don't have access to an urgent care. And little Johnny's got pink eye. Yep. conjunctivitis, and it's 7 o'clock at night. Well, if they got telemedicine, how does It works work? pretty good. You know, eight yeah. years ago, I took out my first telemedicine policy, our contract, and I used it for a sinus infection, which I seem to get every two years, and called in, and five to 15 minutes later, I had antibiotics. Some people that may not like it will maybe take antibiotics all the time. These guys prescribe you medicine just like any other doctor. They may not always it, give it to you. And it's a doctor. It's, it's a doctor. It's yeah. a real you're physician. Not talking to, you're talking to if, a doctor. If you're in Kansas, Board. you're talking to a Kansas doctor. If you're in Texas, you're talking to a Texas doctor. Thank you. But or 70% of the reasons people would go to a doctor, you can use telemedicine. And uh, not that you have to, it's just a great option, but it really, it works. It's well, worked successful. It beats a daylight side of sitting in an ER for three hours, yes. waiting right. for Johnny to get sing and be told, oh, you got pink eye, here's the thing, go home. Okay. Sitting around with a lot of other people too, by yeah, the way. Or getting something else. Yeah. Right. But right. but so and, but the part of that that I want to go back to what you said, Sue, about how that ties back in. So instead of going out and incurring an eleven thousand dollar emergency room bill because Johnny got pink eye and they ran a lab and they did this and they did that and then to get the ER doc bill and the whole nine yards, you just had a twenty five dollar copay on a teledoc thing. So or, that employer saved eleven thousand dollars in in costs claims, which if you're on a level exactly premium right. plan. That means that money stayed in the bank. That's correct. Right? Good point. That's correct. Exactly. And the money stays in the employee's pockets, too. So the employee didn't have to pay his deductible or out-of-pocket or whatever that amount might be. And we can structure these plans sometimes so they have a zero copay for the employee. And so what that really does, I think, is it lowers the barrier to getting care. 
So if I, again, am in a rural community or in, a, in an urban community and it's the middle of the night um, and I need care right away, but even if I go to the uh, urgent care, there's still going to be a copay for something like that. First call could always be your, your telemedicine, your virtual doctor's office appointment. And, and we've written also perhaps no small, copay. large, and haven't seen any of them abused, where maybe because of safety checks the telemedicine company has. Right. It's, it's legitimately being used. And like you said, Sue, it's the zero copay, takes away the barriers to care, saves that employer money, saves that employee money. It also incentivizes the employee. That's You're right. Instead of waiting right. until it gets out of hand, it right. becomes a bigger claim and a bigger problem. You're you're talking to a doctor, and the doctor's like, "Well, you got a real problem here. Uh, you might have pneumonia. You need to go. You need to go to the ER or the urgent care." Or, now what you're describing to me is a sinus infection. Here's what you're going to get, and we'll get the prescription to you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so it, it, I think it encourages. You said breaks down barriers to care, Sue. That's exactly what it does, and it encourages people to get the care ahead of time. Yes, and it's, it does. It's another. Uh, example of how you can customize. So so according to the needs of the people in this particular group, that can be a real nice customized plan that helps give them the ki- type of care that they want and need and will use. So I might be more likely to call the doctor if I can sit on my couch and call him because I feel crummy and I don't want to get in the car and go or I don't want to pack all the kids up and go to the emergency room mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. So Good it's point. really customized and really addresses the needs of the employees and how they want to access care. And so we're going to go break here shortly, Don, but when you start putting different pieces of the puzzle together, like Sue just talked about, you talked about telemedicine, like reference-based pricing, maybe like, now you're starting to develop a plan that really can last two, three, four years? Yeah, and, we, and the more of these that we've done, and the, the, then you know that there's a lot of companies that do telemedicine, a lot of reference-based, you want to know the best one. You want the one that you'd use on your mom. Yeah. I mean, because That's there's a I like lot that. out there to choose yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. All right, if you want information, the phone number 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. The website, rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com, rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com. You've got nothing to lose by making the call or going to the website. You might have a lot to lose if you don't. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show Broadcasting across the HIA radio network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, Mr. Sean Floyd, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this conversation with Sue Denninger and Don Doherty from RPS, Benefits by Design, servicing people all over the country, wherever they may be. The phone number, 877-385-2224, if you want to chat with any of them, either of them rather, about any of the products and services they offer, or the website rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com. They know what they're doing, and they're really good at it. All right, so let's switch gears here a little bit uh, and talk about voluntary benefits, because this is something that, you know, in today's marketplace, and this is interesting, because I remember this starting to happen right before the two companies merged, where we were getting calls, Sue, 
We had a tire company over in Kansas City, Kansas. People that had never offered health insurance. We had a nursing home outfit that had never offered it saying, we got to get some health insurance in here because we can't keep people. So retention and attracting employees, um, you know, I saw a piece that, you know, the, the, once the president signs this trade deal with Canada and Mexico, it's gonna, there's going to be a surge in jobs. I'm like, where are we going to get them from? <laughs> but we're running out of people here, folks. So, so talk about how this piece, voluntary and benefit structure, has become more important to the employer in terms of being able to attract people and keep people. Yes, it, it helps them attract and keep people. And I think that it really shows an acknowledgement of the diversity in the workplace. The people that are in the workplace today, it used to be maybe we were a little more homogeneous, if that's the right word. And these days, that is not the case. We have all different kinds of people with different needs, different family situations, different financial situations. And one of the one of the great things about voluntary benefits is that you can meet all the needs. And it's really an acknowledgement of how many diverse, what, what diversity we have within our workplace. So, so on the voluntary benefits side, we're saying voluntary because the employer doesn't have to pay for it. So I want to make sure everybody in the audience understands the things we're going to talk about. This is not something you, the employer, pay for, but you offer it, like Sue just said. Don, talk a little about some of the benefits. Well, when if you go back to the time Sue and I were around in the early 80s, there was a couple of companies to choose from. Now there's well over 100. How do you decide which one? Well, it always comes down to what's your need and you know what are the affordability of that right. employee and then what are the exclusions? Yeah. So when you're talking to a company, it's the same as with the employee. It's what do they need? So there might be 20 products. Maybe you just offer a couple. But what we try to do is make sure that when you're, you're doing to others, you have them do to you. You want to make sure that if you're putting in life insurance or cancer insurance or accident, whatever, it's the best for what they need. Example, many term life policies, only 4% pay a death claim because people outlive them. Well, which ones have the best portability conversion? Which ones don't reduce as you get older? There's a few that do, but most of them reduce and they go away, becomes a problem. And they don't know that. They don't know that. No, or they, or they watch the commercials on television, okay, for, for some national company headquartered in San Francisco, and that's why they think they're going to get their life insurance. It's not quite the same thing. No, and when it, oh, go ahead, sir. And one of my favorite voluntary benefits, too, is also a permanent life insurance, which is individually owned by the employees. And so that term life insurance often does run out or you outlive it, as Don said. But there are plans that the individual owns and can keep for the rest of his life. So meaning that if they buy it, uh, with the, under the, they're working at XYZ company making widgets, and they leave and they go down the road to another company, they take the policy with they them. They take it with they them. Don't they don't lose just, it. They pay the insurance company instead of having it payroll deducted. And I also like the term plans that, do not, that when you get to be 80 or 90, they don't go down. And I had a guy call this You're morning. looking at me as you're saying that. I just want to point out, okay, <laughs> he, said, he knows I'm 70 people. <laughs> this so. CFO for a large company, I write, just yesterday got hold of me and wanted to know his $100,000 policy, what he's thinking of retiring, how much it would be. I said, 100000 it doesn't go down. The company we put you with is level term your whole life to 100. Well, that's important. But also, when my, when my dad passed away and my mother looked at his old policy, it was a voluntary benefit, it never went up. She goes, well, at least this never went up. And I said, well, mom, it shouldn't have. It's only going to pay $50 a day for chemotherapy. Why would it go up? <laughs> you know, so sometimes a policy doesn't. But the point is, in there now you have immunotherapy, which is 15000 a month. Many cancer policies, an example, don't pay immunotherapy don't, or pay very little. So you, you need to know the difference and make the best decision that fits your world, you know, really. You know, we yeah, like to help with that. And, and, you know, I think back to, like, how one of our clients, your, he's your client now, was mine, David Wickham does it, how he has, you know, that that – Christmas party lunch thing, and the employees can go from one 
booth to the next and sit down and talk to the, about STD or LTD, short-term disability, long-term disability. Do they want to buy that? Do you want to buy life insurance? Uh, and if I buy it at, at this dollar figure and he's offering the employers paying for 10000 but I want 40000 yeah, yeah, all of that stuff. And like Don just explained, all these com- the, these companies are different in the way they do it. There are different exclusions. Some of the short-term disability policies don't cover maternity. Right. Other ones do. Right. Well, that's pretty important, okay, to a lot of women. For, for some people, I'm gonna it have, is. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have coverage while I'm out on maternity leave. It's great to have, you know, family leave, but how the hell are you going to make the mortgage payment, okay? <laughs> you know, a lot of people, that's a challenge, okay? So I think it's important for, for the listeners to understand, employers to understand that there are a lot of solutions out there, but again, this is where you guys live and play every day. Okay. And there are about as many solutions as there are types of people. A, a couple, a couple of plans that I'll just mention that are that we're starting to see more and more of. And again, it just shows how our workplace is changing, and some of the needs are changing. So there are programs that will help people uh, pay off their student loans faster. They can do it through. Some, I, I didn't even know that payroll deductions. Yes, yeah, student loan assistance, and it allows for an employer to make a contribution to the student loan repayment, which is another great way to attract. Uh, kids right out of college or parents who have kids and things like that. It's a big deal. Wow. And we all know, we all hear how much student loan debt is um, is really a... It's a, a burden. Press. It's a burden. Yeah. It's a burden. That's the word, right. Yeah. Um, another really neat benefit is a financial literacy program, which really helps folks understand the basics of financial literacy, which we all need to remind ourselves of. So how a, how a budget, well, actually, you're pretty good budget at it, works. Sue. Well, yeah. how a budget works, what's the difference between debit and credit cards? Because yeah. a lot of people um, don't know. They've they, never been taught. They don't so. know. They haven't been taught. All right. Thank you all very much for coming in today and doing this. We're going to do more of these this year. I'm going to ask them to come back and talk about different topics and different things that they do uh, that help people around the country. If you want information, 877-385-2224. That is the phone number. Look, I urge you, just pick up the phone and call them. You can tell by listening to these people. This is not high-pressure sales. They're there to help. If they they don't think they're going to help you, they're going to tell you that, okay? But good chance that they can. 877-385-2224. The website, rpsbenefitsbydesigninc.com. And now I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. 